We dive into the latest Deshaun Watson news. Then we're going to get into a three-round mock draft. And finally, we are going to give our ideal running back rooms to wrap up this week's position profile. All that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making us your first listen or watch every day. I am James Yarko, joined by my co-host, David Harrison, both of us covering your Buccaneers for SB Nation's Bucks nation when we aren't on here when we aren't on bucks nation you can find us on twitter at jrco underscore bucks at d harrison 82 at locked on bucks and at bucks underscore nation thank you again for making us your first listen or view of the day smokescreen season james is in full effect already deshaun watson's agent deflecting reports that his client wants to play for either the minnesota vikings or the tampa bay buccaneers doing doing good agent work um so let's let's rewind this a little bit we're going to react to that news of course but let's rewind this a little bit let's go back to yesterday and that of course is the report that deshaun watson's agent is now refuting which was that deshaun watson has been internally kind of evaluating uh the options out there in the nfl and the landscape and how it looks and thinking about teams that he might want to play for uh, again deshaun watson does have a no trade clause so he does have some say in where he goes when he leaves the Houston Texans, whenever that may be. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Minnesota Vikings, the two teams on that list, what were – so if you if you didn't catch my reactions to that news, go back to yesterday's episode. But, James, you weren't here yesterday. What was your thoughts uh, – what were your thoughts following that revelation? I thought it made a ton of sense. Honestly, he's a great scheme fit for what Bruce Arians likes to do with the offense. Um and all of the things that enticed Tom Brady to come to the Bucs are pretty much still here. You have some questions at the running back position and the tight end position. Obviously, you want to bring Chris Godwin back, but the the young core of this team really, for the most part, is still intact. You have an offensive line that is going to help protect him. You have a number one receiver in Mike Evans. You have playmakers all around you, and you have a defense that is Got the building blocks to be one of the better ones in the NFL. Had some struggles last year, but it's all those reasons that you would be enticed to want to play in Tampa. And I, it didn't surprise me in the least when Jeremy Fowler came out and was like, yeah, Deshaun Watson would, you know, waive his no trade clause basically to, to play for the Bucs. They're one of the teams now, quote unquote, on his list. Yeah, and then, of course, on Thursday, we had a pair of developments. One of those developments being that Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell comes out and says that he's excited, essentially verbally committing as much as you can at this point in time to working with Kirk Cousins as a quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. And with the salary tag or the salary amount that Kirk Cousins is going to eat and the, and the salary cap and all that stuff, you really don't have room for Kirk Cousins and Deshaun Watson. So. Right. Essentially, that just leaves the Buccaneers, right, for Deshaun Watson. So what do you think of that reported development? I think Kevin O'Connell is committing to Kirk Cousins until that contract is over, which is what, like one more year yeah. uh, before he can before he can move on to, to somebody that 
you know, he would rather have because you're not going to move that contract. You can't cut him. So you you're committing to him in the sense of we're stuck. Let's get through this as fast as possible and move on. Uh, I wouldn't say that the Bucks are the only team on Deshaun's list. I'm sure he's got a couple more. He might still be interested in, in going to Miami. Uh, we're, we're not 100% sure how big of a draw Brian Flores was for Deshaun in, in that whole thing. But, you know, the Bucks obviously are going to be a candidate and probably going to be pretty high, if not number one, on his list of places that he would like to be traded to. So if you can remove the Vikings, who... Of course, they have plenty of weapons there. You have Dalvin Cook, an absolute stud of a running back. Plus, you got Jefferson. You got Adam Thielen. That's that's a great place to be. But unless Houston's going to take on Kirk Cousins, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, look, when you're, when you're looking at opportunities to play in your Deshaun Watson, granted, you're young enough, you could possibly play with a team that can build. But, I mean, if you're Kevin O'Connell, I don't think you want to come in to your first year as a head coach at a team and mortgage your next three for number one overall picks mm-hmm. and your next two second round picks in theory. At least that's what Houston is going to be asking for. I mean, you're basically hitching your wagon to one player and you haven't even really gotten to know your roster yet. And as as sexy as an offense would be with Jefferson, Thielen, Cook, uh, and, and Deshaun Watson, you have no defense. And now you have no draft picks to go get defense. And then you have to move Kirk Cousins. There's dead cap involved with that which significantly lowers your money to go sign and pay for a defense. And you don't have draft picks to trade for a defense the way the Los Angeles Rams. So, I mean, there's just a whole lot of, okay, you have Deshaun Watson. Enjoy your next three years as a seven-win team because you're going to outgun some of them, but you're not going to outgun all of them. I mean, you look at the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals defense, not the best in the world, but James, they stepped up pretty heavily there down the stretch in the playoffs, especially helping Joe Burrow get over nine sacks in one game to still win that playoff game. But then, of course, you have the development that we let off the show with that we're going to talk about here and get yeah. your thoughts on. And that is Deshaun Watson's agent coming out and uh, basically lying to the entire world, which is fine. That's his, his, that's his job, saying that they haven't had no conversations internal or external uh, that well, of where Deshaun Watson will want to go play. And before we get your thoughts on that, I want to just let everybody in on a little bit of secret or a little bit of a secret the thing called tampering goes two ways. Teams aren't allowed to talk about players under contract. Players under contract aren't allowed to talk about teams they would like to go to either, and neither are their representatives, i.e. the agent. So when somebody reaches out to an agent and says, hey, have you guys talked to or about going to the Buccaneers? The only answer they can give is none or no. Like They can't say yes because it's a violation of rules. And if you believe for a second that Deshaun Watson since 2020, when he really started to decide that he wanted to lead the Houston Texans, has had zero internal communications within his group and with his agent about where he might want to go. I have some nice beachfront property in Wyoming that I need to sell to you right away. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no doubt about it. There, He was out there trying to put out a fire because... There's no question. We already know that there are teams that Deshaun Watson said he would approve a trade to because it almost happened with Miami. So we know that these discussions have taken place. We know these discussions have been ongoing. And we know that now that we are seeing Ben Roethlisberger retire and Tom Brady retire and quarterback openings popping up across the league, you still have Denver who 
might or might not be in play for Aaron Rodgers because now all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers is happy and that's a weird thing because he's really not. We all know it. So, of course, Deshaun Watson is going to lay out with his agent, look, these are the teams that you need to get Houston to facilitate a trade with because he's not going to play for Houston. He doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be the quarterback of that team. And I saw some guy on Twitter he said that the trade discussion for Deshaun Watson starts, David Harrison, starts with three firsts, two seconds, Vita Vea, and Devin White. Right. The Texans have no leverage to be able to garner that kind of return because yeah. he's not going to play for them. He's yeah. just not going to. So the Texans are still going to get some first-round picks out of it, because there would be multiple teams interested and teams are going to try to get this done. Right. But a conversation doesn't start with seven players for Deshaun Watson, especially when the civil case hasn't been settled yet. Yeah, no, that that's absolute insanity. And, and listen, at the end of the day, um, honestly, my, and this is just my own personal opinion. I have, I have no like inside contact with anybody in Houston, obviously, or his people. Um, I almost wonder if maybe they're a little bit worried that, with the amount of conversations going on on where Deshaun Watson is going to play next, that uh, the jury in his civil case or the judge presiding over his civil case, I'm not sure how it works in the state of Texas and whether or not it's just a judge or if it's uh, a jury that's going to be, be making the decision there is almost going to look at this as this is a formality on the way to Deshaun Watson's next step in his NFL career versus what it really it is, is compartmentalization. We can't do anything about the civil case. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers can't do anything about the civil case. ESPN can't do anything about it. So we're focusing on what we have to talk about, which is his next stop in the NFL. And I almost wonder, like I said, if the agent isn't trying to deflect a little bit of that attention and momentum so it doesn't look like the civil case is just, oh, it's it's just a minor inconvenience right now, uh, which could lead to him getting a stiffer punishment as, uh, as a measure of being made an example of. And look, if he's found liable for all the accusations that have been levied against him, then he should be made an example. Of, but lots of mixed direct, misdirection going on right now, smokescreen going on, and it's going to keep going on as we get closer to the NFL draft. It's only going to get worse. But you know what gets better every year? Sports betting. Not my sports betting, but sports betting sites get better every single year. Football might be over, but basketball is in full steam. Both, both pro and college hoops. I hear there's some Big Ten team doing pretty good out there in, in, in the state of Chicago. Uh, from all the latest odds, totals, playoff performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news. This season is not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right down to your Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device and learn about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again, Bucks fans, for making us your first listen or your first view of the day. David Harrison, James Jarko, Locked on Bucks podcast. Back here for segment two on Twitter at DHarrison82 at Jarko underscore Bucks at Locked on Bucks. It's mock draft season, and we're going to wrap this week with a new one to look at. This one coming from Luke Easterling. You may have heard of him over at DraftWire. And I have to say, the more I see mock drafts, the more I do mock drafts, the more I'm sure that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are either getting a potential franchise quarterback with their picks this year, James, or they're going to get a lot of good young talent to stack around whatever second tier Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback that they get in lieu of the franchise leader. 
good news either way for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, I, I do have a brief announcement here, David. Uh, throughout the course of the week, uh, you and I have given some love to my beloved University of Illinois Fighting Illini basketball team. Um, given a lot of love to some Ohio State prospects. Gave some love to Michigan prospect this week. Are we officially a Big Ten podcast now? I mean, yeah. Ben Stevens would be so proud of us. The problem is the Buccaneers really don't draft Big Ten players all that often. So, well, well, except out of Nebraska. And Penn uh, State. And Penn State. Uh, Big Ten bucks. Let's do this. Uh, Luke Easterling falling in line with that trend. Uh, he has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going with a member of the Big Ten Conference from just up the road from me in Columbus. That's right. I have to talk about yet another Ohio State Buckeye, uh, and he has the Buccaneers at number 27, taking Ohio State wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Yeah. And Luke says, quote, even if the Bucs re-sign Chris Godwin, don't be surprised if they take a wide receiver here, especially if the board falls this way and leaves this many talented pass catchers still on the board. Making Wilson the number three receiver in this offense would just be unfair. Wilson, six foot, 190. He's projected to be right around the 4-4-40 time at the scouting combine coming up next month. And look, over the course of his career at Ohio State, 143 receptions, over 2,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, had 15 and a half yards per reception for his career. And just last year, David, you already know this, but 70 receptions, over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns, 15.1 yards per reception. Oh, and the cherry on top, as we've seen, Bruce Arians likes to utilize Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller a little bit in the run game. Garrett Wilson, six rushes. 143 yards and a touchdown in his time with Ohio State. I'll say no. the same thing about Wilson that I said about Olave. Bring it on. I don't care that he was a Buckeye. Personal feelings go off to the side. He would be an incredible addition to this wide receiving core. As, you know, whether Godwin comes back or not, Garrett Wilson would be fantastic in a Bruce Arians offense with the Buccaneers. Yeah, and, and look, this is kind of what people talk about when they say taking the best player available. I mean, it, it's yeah. in the first round. It's not necessarily all about needs. You want to build the, the most talented roster you can build for your team. And, and yeah, you put Garrett Wilson on the – I mean, just like Luke said, it's completely unfair. I mean, Garrett Wilson, honestly, this is the lowest I've actually seen him mocked in the first round so far this year. I mean, Grant, we still have a lot of time left, uh, and we'll see what happens at the NFL Scouting Combine. I mean, if he comes in – you know, close to four, four flat that his, 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 uh, his draft stock is going to skyrocket. And honestly, Wilson and Olave have a lot of things to give to guys like Terry McLaurin and the guys like Michael Thomas, guys who came out of Ohio state and weren't as highly touted as their NFL career has gone. And, and I think what a lot of people are starting to realize is that the Ohio state offense as successful as the Buckeyes have been in college football for the most part, uh, even under horrible leadership with guys like urban Meyer uh, in charge over there. They are still drafting very good wide receivers, a lot of them out of the state of Florida. And what their offense does, though, is they focus on what they do really well as a unit. They don't necessarily maximize the potential and the talent of the guys on the outside there. Uh, I remember when Michael Thomas was still in college, James, I used to tweet, it was before my media days, I was tweeting a lot about how the Buckeyes weren't properly using Michael Thomas or Ezekiel Elliott, and those two dudes were retweeting and liking my stuff 
a lot, like more than I ever like. I'm like, man, if I was one of your coaches, I'd be pretty mad about you retweeting this dude who's too bashing on the coaching. But hey, it is what it is. And I think Olave and Wilson are just kind of an example of the NFL catching up and realizing that what you see these guys do at Ohio State is good, but they can actually do even better. And I think they're getting a, a nice little bump from that. Speaking of a bump, Perion Winfrey, Oklahoma defensive lineman. Uh, shout out to Tony Wiggins. Wig, uh, Locked on Jags podcast. If you're a Florida football fan, just the state of Florida, check out the Locked on Jaguars podcast. Loved him. Some Perion Winfrey could not stop talking about him in Mobile, Alabama, almost so much so that I don't want him to get drafted to the Buccaneers. I'm sure. <laughs> 6'4, 295, 23 tackles, five and a half sacks, one forced fumble in 2021 for Winfrey. Uh, look, he's, he's a solid defensive lineman. The Buccaneers are going to need defensive line help, uh, even if somehow you bring back and Dominic Sue on a one year contract, even if you re sign William Golston. There is a hole opening up on the defensive line somewhere, some way in the very, very near future. So getting a guy like Winfrey, who actually is getting a little bit of first-round love at this point in, in, in the draft, is a very good pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, offensive line, defensive line, stacked in this year's class. You're going to get some very good talent for a very good value because of that fact. Yeah, I, I would love the Bucs to address defensive line. Vita Bay is going to need his long-term tag team partner. I think it's unlikely that Indomitian Sue comes back. He's going to need some help up there. And uh, I, I think Perrion Winfrey really fits the bill. You could see them go the route of drafting a guy like Winfrey and maybe bringing in a low-cost veteran for a year as Winfrey continues to develop. I don't know. Maybe we see the return of another Oklahoma Sooner to Tampa Bay, and maybe Gerald McCoy comes to help out Vita Vea. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, it's not going to happen, but I figured I'd bring it up. You anyway. and the Jameis Winston guys. I'll tell you what, man. Just bring all the don't, old bucks back. Don't even. Don't Chris even. Conte doesn't go to Houston. Maybe he'll come back to Tampa too. I would welcome the – what is his Twitter handle? Like the white unicorn or something? Yeah, something like that. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it makes a ton of sense. And like you said, there's tons of value in the trenches in this draft. So you could be getting a starter – at the back end of, of the second round along your defensive line. I love that pick. In the third round at number 91 overall, uh, we're addressing the secondary here, or Luke is anyway, with uh, shout-out Evan Klosky, UTSA corner Tariq Woolen, a roadrunner, and this dude. Yeah, a roadrunner is right. 6'4", runs a 4'3". This dude is big. He is fast. He is quick, 63 tackles, nine passes defensed, one and a half sacks, two interceptions over the course of his career at uh, Texas San Antonio. Also, 24 receptions for 263 yards and a touchdown. Played a little receiver early yeah. in his college career, so you could have kind of a dual threat there. You know, Maybe a trick play, use that 4-3 speed against a defense and, and really start to open things up. We've talked about it numerous times, David. In the NFC South, you want big, physical, fast corners. Tariq Woolen fits the bill without question. Yeah, look, I mean, if they if the Buccaneers have a 6-4-4-3 guy covering Cooper Cup on that final play against the Los Angeles Rams, it probably is a pass defense. I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, Tariq Woolen, uh, one of the guys that came in the senior bowl really looking to see because I mean the measurables are just crazy. 6-4-4-3, like that doesn't happen. So I was like, I gotta see this kid. And uh, day one, he did some very good things. What I didn't like is on a few reps, 
I saw he opened up really early, let a guy get behind him and just didn't seem to kind of have like he got up to speed quick, but he didn't really seem to have a gear to really kind of catch up. So if he gets if he gets left behind, he kind of stays left behind. You know what I mean? Now, ideally, you just don't get left behind. And that's what NFL coaching is going to teach you. But uh, day two was hoping to come back and maybe see some improvement. Problem is absolutely terrible weather, terrible footing for all involved. Really not a good environment, but he did still look a little bit smoother, a little bit more mechanically sound. Uh, day three, he apparently did fairly well. Again, it was indoors. We weren't allowed in there to see it personally, but apparently he did fairly well because people like him. And uh, look, six four four three cornerback in the third round. I'm all for it. Let's do it. Maybe he was just a little bit sluggish out there because he was a little bit hungry and uh, didn't have anything. Or maybe to he ate too much, actually. A lot of muffins served to those guys for breakfast in Mobile. Well, what wouldn't have slowed him down is if instead of a muffin, he had a built bar packed away, ready to go, get that little protein boost, because this is the time of year that I've given up on my New Year's resolutions, except except I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier. And uh, thanks to Built Bar, it uh, you know it's working out for me. It doesn't even really feel like I'm doing anything different because they're actually delicious and I enjoy eating them, especially the puffs. If you haven't tried the puffs, I cannot recommend them enough. It, it, you're really missing out on one of the best tasting built bars out there. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. It, it's almost like eating like a Rice Krispie treat kind of thing. Delicious and covered in 100% real chocolate. Yeah, fan favorite with some incredible flavors for the puffs. Uh, cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. And if those aren't your cup of tea, there's, of course, the classic flavors. You got your mint brownie, your coconut, your coconut almond, your cookies and cream, the white chocolate cookies and cream for a limited time. All of these coming in at around 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. And at Built Bar, they're all about taste. They make it taste delicious first. Reverse engineer. We're going to go back. It's delicious. Now let's make it healthy. Limited time flavors popping up all the time over at Built.com. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Lockdown Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at JayYarko underscore Bucks at DHarrison80 Dose. And it's time to pass judgment. We've talked about returning players, in-house free agents, vets the team that could add, draft prospects. Now we're going to lay down our 2022 running back rooms. These are our ideal situations. This is what we would love to see happen, which means, David, neither of us are going to get what we want. And the only player that we are getting right in either of our rooms is Keyshawn Vaughn, because that's the way the cookie crumbles. But if I'm in charge of the Buccaneers, I get the reins. I get to handpick my running back room. I'm starting with the lead dog, the lead back, Bucca Lenny, playoff Lenny, Lombardi Lenny, Fortuddy Lenny, whatever Lenny you want to call him. I want him back in Tampa. He could be the focal point of the offense if they're having to rely on a Kyle Trask or a Blaine Gabbert to run things at the quarterback position because they don't land a Watson. They don't land a Russell Wilson. Maybe they don't even land a Jimmy Garoppolo. Leonard Fournette could be the guy that helps keep the Buccaneers afloat. And 
keeps them in the hunt for the division. I would love to see him back. My number two spot, I still want the Buccaneers to draft Hassan Haskins. That would be a great, great pickup, a great compliment to Leonard Fournette, a guy that's working on his pass catching out of the backfield, but isn't going to be asked to be that third down pass catching back type of player. Leonard Fournette could do that, but so can this guy. And I'm talking about Giovanni Bernard. I would love to see him come back on another one, maybe two year deal, low cost. You know exactly what you're getting out of Gio. He will help this team move the chains, get into the end zone. I like what I saw out of Gio last year. I want to see it continue. And of course, Keyshawn Vaughn, he showed some spurts last year. He's going to be back. I hope he gets a little bit more of an opportunity, but that's my running back room. Fournette, Haskins, Keyshawn, Gio. Let's go. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a bad one, but here, here's a better one. No. So you, you got the starter right, right? You got the starter right in Leonard Fournette. I think they need to bring Fournette back if they can make it work. Hopefully they can make it work. I like what Evan said about, you know, kind of having the investment uh, in the team and Leonard kind of want to stick around and, and kind of be that Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back. I'm all for it if they can make it happen. My first backup, my number one guy off the bench is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn. I think in this coming season, he's gotten some bits and pieces of work here and there. He's flashed a little bit. He's shown some good things here and there. I think he enters the season as the number two guy. Let him have a crack at it. But if he doesn't take advantage of it, if he falters, you put a veteran behind him as the second backup off the bench, and that is David Johnson, the guy that Evan and I both simultaneously really want to see on this team with zero provocation. Shout out to my good buddy, good idea, battle buddy, uh, Evan Klosky at 10 Tampa Bay. David Johnson, second backup. And then my third guy, bring a rookie in, but you don't have to spend high draft capital to get him. You get a guy that's got a lot of upside, maybe a little bit of a low ceiling, a little bit of inexperience. You know, some, he needs to polish around the edges, stuff like that. But you have time to develop him. And now you have a guy like Leonard Fournette. All effort. You have a guy like David Johnson, veteran in the league. Keyshawn Vaughn up there. You don't have to rely on him. You can let him grow and do his role. Arizona State Sun Devil, Rashad White. That's that's my running back room. Zero bias. Yeah, none. None at all. <laughs> that's my running back room. Like it or love it. I don't care. It'd be like me putting a member of Illinois in, in one of our uh one of our positional groups. And saying no bias. Go for it. Is there is there is there any member of the Illinois football team that's going to get drafted? Probably. I mean, if they, Lovey Smith doesn't draft at least one of his own players, oof, right? Terrible, terrible. Yeah, I mean, I think there was a stretch where it was like seven or eight years in a row that a player from Illinois won the Super Bowl. They yeah. stink in college. I don't understand it, but they keep ending up on Super Bowl winning NFL teams. I don't know. Yeah. I then, don't know. I mean, Rashard Mendenhall never won a Super Bowl, but he wrote ballers. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty legit accomplishment. If you're not going to win a Super Bowl, you might as well work with The Rock. Yeah, absolutely. All right. With that, David, we are going to get out of here. Special shout out to Manny from Atmore. Manny, we got your voicemail. And Things were going great, but then all of a sudden the audio started cutting in and out. It got real garbled and, and real, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like Kind of broken up. Yeah, broken up. Uh, that's probably. I don't like James's point. running back room. Just solid overall, but just kind of hard to understand right there in the middle. <sighs> 
you know, with all the love that I have given to some of the Buckeyes, you can accept the fact that you put a Wolverine in there, not me. You did this to yourself. And you can accept the fact that he is a darn good running back that would help this football. If he if he ends up in Tampa, I will do that. But until then, no, it's college is over. You have to put the logo aside. It's time to scout the player, not the helmet. David, come on. You're you're better than that. You're better than that. No, undrafted free agent. Oh, good grief. Anyway, Manny from Atmore, we apologize. We weren't able to play your voicemail because of the way it was breaking up and it became difficult to understand, but we did get it. We do appreciate you calling in. And if any of you want to call in and tell David to get over his anti-Michigan bias because Haskins is going to be a legit NFL running back, you can give us a call at 813-444-5841. We thank you all for making Locked on Bucks your first listen of the day. For your next listen, you want to check out the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q with expert betting advice from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms, just like the Locked On Bucks podcast. Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those cannons. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.